0: Good morning. Good morning it's wonderful to be here again just to see uh, hungry people worshipping wanting to be in his presence and to learn what his word is going to say to us today I just love to get confirmation that I've been hearing from God uh, right and uh, that last chorus that uh, Graham just started there and it says kingdom authority flows from his throne unto his own his Anthem race, and I would uh, like to turn. Uh, if you turn with me to Mark chapter three this morning, Mark chapter three. This is a whole series of teaching that's been in my mind <laughs> uh, for a number of years now, but never ever uh, got the opportunity or felt the 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 the, the anointing to uh, to start to unpack and to unfold. And uh, I believe that the, the time has now come for me to look at that and to start to unfold and unpack something of the teaching between Mark chapter three and Mark chapter six. Uh, I I call I call this these these chapters between chapter three and verse thirteen and six, uh, chapter six and thirteen. The, the, the Jesus Training School, you know, uh, and uh, uh, if we want to really understand uh, what the, the message of Jesus is and the message of the kingdom is, uh, get into these, uh, these chapters, In chapter 3 and verse 13 of Mark's Gospel and chapter 6 and verse 13 of Mark's Gospel, you'll see that Jesus calls his disciples, he brings them to him, he puts a call on their life, he then uh, trains them in order that he might send them out into the kingdom. And uh, these uh, chapters in between three and six are just wonderful training chapters for a church, for a fellowship, for an individual to see what the, the, the work is that God has called us to. And I believe that, 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 that when we read these chapters we see that the work of Jesus is to reverse the curse of the fall. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to go into that today. Maybe if you invite me back again we'll look more at the, uh, at the Reversing the, 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 the curse of the fall because that was Jesus' ministry in these chapters. He was teaching his disciples that we don't have to live with the spirit of this world because we can live understanding that we're anointed by the spirit who is from God. That is Paul's teachings to the Corinthians church that we are not receivers of the spirit who is of this world but we are receivers of the spirit who is from God. And I think that's an amazing statement because in this room just now at this moment, and we'll get back into Mark just now, but I just want to go down this way at this moment, that in this room, if we had a receiver, we could receive so much of the spirit of this world. If I had a radio in this room this morning, I could switch on the radio, and I would receive what was already in this room in the airwaves. There'd be sport, there'd be news, we'd know who Andy Murray was getting on in Australia, and all these different things, Uh, and uh, if I had a receiver, like a radio, I could uh, listen to what's already in in this room just because I had a receiver or if I had a, 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 a television in the room and I switched it on I could receive pictures from all around the world but most of them that we would, uh, that we would uh, download and most of what we'd see was, uh, would be according to the spirit of this world and so much of our time is spent receiving from the spirit who is of this world where as christians we can rise above that and we can receive we are receivers of the spirit who is not of this world but we are receivers of the spirit who is from god amen And I think that is just a wonderful uh, uh, opportunity for us to learn more and more and more about the will and about the purpose of God for our lives, for our fellowship and for our families. Because it tells us in Paul's letter to the Corinthians that the Spirit of God searches the deep things of God and he brings them to us in order that we might start to see things that we've never seen, we start to hear things that we've never heard and we start to imagine things that we never thought we could imagine in the spirit. Amen. Isn't God good this morning? That he allows us to, to, to be receivers of what he has, that we can rise above the spirit of this world, we can rise above the things of this world, and we can enter into a spirit of that comes from heaven, who reveals the secret wisdom of God. Amen. Uh, if, uh, if the world leaders Paul tells us had known these things, they would not have taken and crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. We have knowledge in this room this morning. We have wonderful knowledge of God's secret will and purposes and uh, uh, of God that the world leaders don't have today Imagine that, that you and I here without, uh, I'm not, uh, I I don't know what your education is or what your education level is this morning, but it doesn't matter where you are in the education scale, if you belong to Jesus Christ, if you are a believer in him, if you know him as your Lord and saviour, you can download wisdom by the spirit of God into your life, into your heart, into your uh, uh, way of thinking that allows you to live above the spirit of this world, amen. Uh, and so God is so uh, we, you are so blessed this morning we are so blessed this morning that we are in touch we could bring all the great leaders that have, that have been with us in the past and display them all in front of you this morning but if they didn't know Jesus Christ as their saviour you have more knowledge of God and God's will and God's purpose than they had Amen isn't that great you and I sitting here this morning are not receivers of the spirit who is from this world but we are receivers of the spirit who is from God. God has put a call on every one of our lives this morning. If you belong to Jesus Christ and you know him as your saviour and lord this morning there is a call on your life as I used to travel I don't travel as much now around this nation but as I used to used to travel I used to find so many people so many Christians who were only living just to get by you know they were just living On a day-to-day basis just to get by, you know. But God's called us to something far more regal than that. God has called us to something more royal than that. God has called us to participate and be administration or administrators of his plans and his purposes in this day and in this generation. Amen going, you never get excited a wee bit about this, you know. <laughs> but God has called us, you know, God has called us to be the administrators of His will and His purpose in this day, in this generation, in the place where we are. Amen? Amen. Wow, that that a real perspective on our lives, doesn't it? because instead of just living a life just to get by we can then realize that hey I don't have to live like that I don't have to live a life that we're just getting by but I can live a life hearing directly from heaven and God is able to show me things that no other other person has seen that's called vision you know God can let me hear things that no other ear has ever heard and we can imagine things that are birthed in the spirit I just, I, I, I get so, so excited about that that uh, I can live above this and I can live a life that is linked with heaven so Mark chapter, <laughs> Mark chapter 3 we'll get back to this now <clears throat> Mark chapter 3 and verse 13 and it says this uh, Jesus went up onto a mountainside and called to him those he wanted amen that's wonderful words that he called to him those he wanted and they came to him He appointed twelve designated apostles that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to authority over uh, now the NIV I don't know why they do this I read the NIV when I'm preaching because it's what most other other churches read but it's a a wrong translation in NIV because uh, in the original it says that he gave them authority to heal the, the sicknesses and to drive out the demons that is kingdom authority you know that's what we're singing about this morning that is kingdom authority that we can have that authority in christ that uh, allows us to heal sicknesses and drive out demons amen because that is a reversal of the curse that came in with the fall of man and so he gave them that authority to 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 heal uh, sicknesses and to drive out demons these are the twelve he appointed, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. To them he gave the name Barnabas, which means sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealite, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. And God will add a blessing to that short reading of his word today. These twelve men... Up on a mountainside with Jesus. Now a few months earlier they could never imagine what was going to happen into their lives they were ordinary men living ordinary lives doing ordinary things and God through Jesus Christ came and put a call on their lives there was these two men who were fishing there was Andrew uh, and John who went to see where Jesus lived that's another gospel but adding up all these things together and here they are they're on a mountain top with Jesus and Jesus is going to put a call on their life that's going to change their lives but not only is it going to change their lives it's going to change the environment in which they live and it it also is written about them that these are the, the, the basis of the men who turned the world upside down come on here was 12 men who a few months before were probably you guys just living ordinary lives and God had come and put a call on their lives and in that call on their lives they were going to be changed forever you know who would love God to put a fresh call on their life this morning not very many, but that's okay. <laughs> but <laughs> who would love God to put a fresh call on their life this morning that, uh, that you could never imagine a few weeks ago that that call would come? You know, I've told you before and uh, I was actually sharing with, uh, with the folks who are next door on Tuesday night that why would, why would this God stop a paper boy doing his papers in short trousers and a paper bag over his, 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 his back? Why would God stop a 14 and a half year old boy and call him to be a preacher? You know, why would they do that? Why would the God of the universe take the time to come down and speak to a 14 year boy who was insignificant? But you see, God has a call to put on my life, just as God has got a call to put on your life. And I said to God at the time, well, if that's your call, I'll, I'll go with it. But uh, as you heard in that place next door, I had a terrible stutter. I couldn't put two words together. I couldn't put a sentence together. so to me was an embarrassment. And yet God said, I'm calling you to be a preacher at 14 and a In a minute, I turned 16 I was invited to take my first gospel service. And as I stood up to read from Proverbs chapter 30 and to, and to, and to preach that night, there was not a stammer and there was not a stutter. Because God had called and when God calls, God equips and when God equips you can go and do exploits for him that naturally would be impossible because naturally I could never stood up on a platform and spoke without stammering and stuttering and the people would get embarrassed because I couldn't get the words out, you know I used to hate it when fuck used to finish my sentences for me. You know? <laughs> Let me do it myself, you know? <laughs> but you, you'd be speaking it, it, uh, and Foot would start to finish your sentence. And, because, and I got good with words. Because I, I, ahead of time I would find out a word that I knew I was going to stutter over. So I would find an alternative word. So in, in some ways it was good for me. Because it, it, it allowed me to, to think about words. And so I would be in the middle of a sentence I knew the next word I was going to stutter over so I had another word in its place that meant the same thing so I'm pretty good at crosswords because (laughs) 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 so that is one of the good things that come out of the call of God in my life but uh, here is these 12 disciples they are up a mountain top and their lives are going to be changed because God is going to bring them into the the destiny that he had for them it's good when you come into the destiny that God has called you to see the psalmist phrase every day that you live is already written in his book before one of them ever come to pass isn't that amazing that before any day of you if your life ever comes to pass God has already written something in his book about you you've heard me that before but I'm going to say it again because I think it's so important what has God written in his book about you what has God written in his book for future days for you what is God's plan for your life it's already written down in order that if you come into the fullness of what he's doing in your life that you can understand that when you walk in the plan and purpose and destiny of God you are walking in a place that is above the spirit of this world amen and you can do amazing exploits for God and so God has put a call on these 12 men's lives that would change their lives forever 11 for good and one for bad because Judas Iscariot was the one that did uh, uh, betray the Lord Jesus Christ. How determined this morning am I? Because I apply this message to myself before I apply it to other people. How how determined are you this morning to catch hold of the destiny of God for your life? You know, you may be sitting in a in this wee room in Ballysborne and in two weeks time, three weeks time you could be involved in something that you could never have imagined because God has got a call in your life for that time and when the right time comes that call is revealed to you and he equips you and he sends you and you do amazing exploits for God Elisha the prophet James A man with like passions as we are. Just an ordinary man like you and me. And yet God put a call upon his life. And when he fulfilled that call, it wasn't always like that because there were times he went into depression, there were times he ran away from God, there were times he turned his back on God, there were times he was found in a cave and he thought he was the only one that was doing something for God. And God had to come and speak to him and tell him, no, 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 you're not the only one. There's thousands of prophets who are in the cave uh, uh, and they are hearing my voice too. But God put a call on on Elisha's life. And God, he came. Now the first introduction we get to Elisha uh, in, in the book of Kings is this. Now Elisha. that's that's the only introduction we get, we don't know what his background was, we don't know where he came from, but we do know this, that when he came and spoke, he was speaking as the voice of God, he could come with authority and speak and say this is what God is saying, and we need men and women in Scotland today who will stand up and say this is what God is saying, there's a vote going to take place in the British Parliament this week which is contrary to the word of God which is contrary to the rules of God, which is contrary to the law of God, and we need to as as a Christian to stand up and say this is what God says because Elisha went to the king and he could stand before God before uh, Ahab the king and say this is what God says and we need men and women who are able to stand up but he knew his call on God he knew that when he spoke he was speaking with authority with kingdom authority because he had been in touch with God and God had put a call on his life and here's Elisha and he's, uh, and he's, uh, he's doing these exploits for God now, probably in, the, in, in earlier days, we don't know what happened to Elijah. He would just be another a man in an ordinary but he was close to God, and God put a call on his life. And they followed that call. And they went before Ahab and he was able to deliver the, the words of God. Here's these twelve. They're up a mountaintop. They're being called by Jesus. They had seen uh, his actions in, in, in the earlier chapter of Mark. They had seen, uh, seen him healing. They had seen him casting out evil spirits. They, uh, they had actually seen him uh, praying. They had actually seen him uh, actually touch a man with leprosy. You know? Unknown. Ever, for, if, you want to, if you didn't want to get leprosy you didn't touch a man with leprosy but Jesus reached out his, his hand and he touched him and so the, the disciples have watched all this the paralytic and the call of, of other people and now they're up in that, in that mountain top and he's called them to him I want to tell you this morning that age has nothing to do with your call age has nothing to do with your call it doesn't mean you're too young and it doesn't mean you're too old now, I move my eyes around, I'm trying not to look at everybody's face in case I think I'm. I'm thinking they're old, they think thinking they're young. <laughs> but, but you know, God, the call of God in your life has nothing to do with, with age. It's to do with his plan, with his purpose, and you being available for God to use you. I wonder if in two or three weeks' time, or two or, or three months' time, you'll be looking back on, on this meeting and say, wow. That guy was right Because I could never imagine me being into this call of God in my life at this time Because God opens doors for you That you could never open I'm 68, well I'm 67, I'm currently sixty. In fact I was, I was although I'm, I'm 60, 67, I'm 68 I was 59 yesterday <laughs> <laughs> What that one out <laughs> Because the 26th of January 1954 I gave my heart to the Lord this is a nine year old guy, we wee guy but I knew that I needed to be saved I needed to have Jesus in my life I needed to come under the, the, the covering of the blood of Jesus and as a nine year old boy on the 24th of winter's night uh, uh, just like last night winter's night rain and cold and I knelt down at, at the side of you or I on my bench and I asked Jesus that he would forgive my sin and he would cover me with his blood. 59 years ago I'm now coming up for 6 to 8 and I was in a house uh, on, 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 uh, on Tuesday afternoon before I came here to speak at night. And the guy, there was two guys there, one from Dallas and one from, uh, from just up the road there. And we were, in, we were having a, a time of, of prayer and conversation. And uh, this guy said, I want to pray for you. And uh, he was praying and all of a sudden he burst into the most prophetic word that I've had for a long, long time. And here me at 6 to 8, I thought God was, I was starting to wind down now, you know. But God was saying, no, he had other things for, him, for me to do. He had other things, other doors it was going to open. And that excites me, really excites me, because to, to hear the call of God in your life and to be able to respond to it and say, God, if that's, if that's what you're calling me for, I just want to go with that. I'm determined to take hold of my destiny in God. I'm determined to take hold of all that God has for me, and I'm I'm 68. There's no me here above 68 this morning, is there? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not much above 68 here this morning. I know you're all just uh, <laughs> <Babies>. <laughs> all just babies, and, uh, but you know, God is calling you this morning. God, God wants a life for you that is beyond your wildest imagination. I shared a bit of my life story through there uh, on Tuesday night, and when I started to look back at my life, what an amazing God I have! What, a ma- what an amazing God that I've served, especially the last 15 or 16 years. He's taking me on a journey with Jenny. Uh, <laughs> that's a, a hiding her face because I'm speaking about another. No, no. <laughs> uh, Jenny and I will be, worse, uh, was it 15 years married we were Jenny? there we in uh, 1997. But I want to tell you, these 15 years have been an amazing adventure with God. God is taking us into places and uh, a journey that we could never, 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 never imagined. Because in 1994, because of of, of, of what happened in my life, that I thought that uh, that was me completely finished. That I had, no, I had no, no further use for fellowship, no further use for for friends, and, uh, and uh, there was nothing else that I could do in my life. I believe that, that my life was shut down in 1994. I'd only be 49 then, and I thought my life had shut down, and for a couple of years I was wandering in the wilderness, not knowing just what to do or where to go, and uh, I'd heard the call when I was 14 and a half, I'd preached up at that time, but there was, there were things coming into your life at times that really, that anyone wants to destroy your life, and uh, he almost succeeded at that time, unknown to me, there was, there was people praying for me that I, would, I wouldn't do anything silly, uh, that, that never crossed my mind. Uh, and uh, I remember being in, in, in the People's Church in Falkirk one night uh, not because I wanted to be there because my friend who's a, who's now in the glory we came out of a club you can't imagine me being in a slimming club can you <laughs> I, I don't know why I went to a slimming club you know <laughs> but uh, my friend and I came out that night out that, out that slimming club and they said uh, where are we going to go then so I thought we'd speaking about a restaurant you know <laughs> <laughs> I'd just been weighed you know let's <laughs> go <going> eat <laughs> who knows I feel like that <laughs> and I remember we came out that, uh, that uh, that's that's Slimming Club I was expecting to mention a few restaurants and the tunes we were going, and she said, "How we go down to people's church?" <laughs> well, of course, I had a real brethren background, and, 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 and please, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying anything because I'm, I'm, I'm very, I was, I was very proud of a brethren background because it got me in, into the word and interested in the word and he said I've been going into People's Church and I said oh the happy clappies you know and uh, I said yeah I'll, I'll come down with you so we went down into, the, into People's Church and it was George McKim who was there I didn't know George at that time he became a good friend after that but I didn't know George and uh, so he was preaching that night from Ephesians chapter uh, 4 uh, about, about the fivefold ministry, uh, about the apostles, the prophets uh, So on and so forth And uh, I remember as we As uh, uh, it drew a closing meeting uh, There was only about 30 in that meeting at that time It was, it was, it w- it was early days for George And uh, he eventually got round to me And uh, I was introduced to him And uh, uh, he said, what did you think of the teaching tonight then, Bert? I said, oh, no, that's these days are all gone, these days, oh, I said, no, 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 we, 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 we need to knock that out of you, I see, and, and, and come the fullness of all that God has for you. But that was all, I went out of the church, and as I went out of the church, I, I picked up a book, and uh, as I picked up the book, I went, at that time I was uh, in a wee flat in my own, in Hall Glen, nine flats in a row, and I was amongst drug addicts, prostitutes, you name it, they lived in the flats, and, and I would go up in, in, in a wee flat, and... Uh, and I went, into, I went into my bed and about midnight, I was, I was awakened at about midnight and just that sense to get up and read that book that you picked up in, the, in that church tonight so I got up out of my bed, I was obedient to that and I went up and I picked the book up and it was worth for Today now I, I'd never heard Word for Today, never heard of it at all and then I found it was, it was an old one, it was, it was three months out of date I picked up an old one, that's why it was got away free none of free. it was old and anyway uh, I was going to put it back down again and just that voice of the Spirit said, I want you to read the date it is in the first month for today. So I knew what the date it was that day, so I looked up the first month and it was Isaiah 43. You're precious in my sight. And I want to tell you, I actually broke it that because I had been in, in, that, in, that, in, in a dark place for a, about, about a couple of years and God said to me, you're precious in my sight and you're precious in God's sight today. And I look at that and I got on my knees and I say, God, I'm so I'm so sorry for all that's went on these past couple of years. I say, I, I want to thank you for reminding me how precious I am in your sight and how you love me. And the, the Spirit of God says, read on at the end of the chapter, and I did, and of course it comes to that verse, I think it's verse 12 or 13, that you have not to remember the former things. Don't dwell on the past. You know, the past is a great hindrance to the present and to the future and here was a word to God to me I wasn't to I was to forget the former things I was not to dwell on the past that God was going to and he was going to do a new thing in my life and he was going to show me something he was going to make a way for me in the wilderness he was going to give me streams in the desert now if you had known me at that time that was an amazing prophetic word because I couldn't see how God could ever not not that I did anything wrong not that I had, had done anything wrong, uh, but I was in that place that, of, uh, of darkness. There was things that had been done to me. And God says, you're precious. And out of that darkness, God just raised me up. And I want to tell you, that word he gave me that night was so accurate and so true. Because God took me on an amazing adventure, which is still going on today. He is doing a new thing in my life, all the time. He is making ways for me in the wilderness and he is giving these streams in the desert see when God calls you you can be sure that he'll fulfill his word because Jeremiah I think it says that God looks over his word in order that it might be fulfilled that's me paraphrasing it if there are any theological students and here today that, but that's me, that's me paraphrasing that word from Jeremiah that God looks over his word in order that it might see that it might come to pass Maybe there's someone in the room today who have had a call in their life. Maybe there's someone in the room who have had a word spoken in their life. Maybe there's someone in the room who knows they're carrying a seed that they've still got to plant yet. Maybe there's someone in the room who's saying no to God at this time. Maybe there's someone in the room saying, "God, what you asked me to do is too big." Maybe there's someone in the room this morning who's saying, "God, I hear your call, but I'm not equipped for that." Maybe someone in the room this morning who's hearing a call from God and saying, oh God, that, that is not the way I want to go. But when you answer God's call, the thing that you thought was too big for you is not too big for him. Amen? And it might be a direction that you don't want your life to go in, but if you go with God and it's his call, he'll look on that that will make your life just an amazing adventure with him. See, real faith starts out without having to know how it's going to end up. That, that is real faith. Real faith starts out in a journey with God without having to know how it's going to end up. So 16 years ago when I answered that call on my knees in my wee flat in, in, in Hall Glen, I never imagined how it was going to end up. He was a guy who thought he was finished. He was a guy who thought he could never go on in God again. And God in his love and grace and mercy, he allowed me to do exploits in this nation of Scotland. To go to places I never could imagine that I could want, to to speak to Christians that I could never imagine that I could ever speak to. See, God is able. As, he, as Jesus calls these twelve disciples, they didn't know where this journey was going to end. For most of them, it ended in martyrdom. For most of them, for these disciples, it was going to end in martyrdom. It was going to end in prison. It was going to end in being beaten going to end and having stripes on their body with whips and lashes. They never knew but they knew that they had a call of God in their life and they were willing to die for that call you know they were willing to lay down their lives for that call because they knew it was from God and they knew that it would be fulfilled and no matter what the enemy brought against them and no matter how the enemy tried to destroy them and to, and to kill them to do these things they knew what their call in God was and it's good to know what your call of God is in your life because when you know what the call of God is in your life you know then that no matter what comes against you you are going to fulfil that call because God has promised to look over his word and to, and to bring it to fruition I remember a few years ago so sitting in an office in a local with a church leader, and he looked at me square in the face and he said, "Bert, you are not a preacher." Now I could have taken that on board and say, "Well, okay, maybe that's true," but because I had a call in my life, and I wasn't the type of preacher that he maybe wanted me to be, but because I had a call in my life, I could look at my eyes and say, "Well, that's not true," because God put a call in my life, and I'm not. D- and my call is not determined by what your opinion is of me my call is determined by what God thinks of me and you see, are so many of us live our lives under a false impression of what other people want us to be yeah? I'm sure that'll ring bells in here this morning so much of our lives are lived on the expectations of others and I'll tell you that's a frustrating place to be Because you're always trying to be what you're not. And you're always trying to live up to other people's expectations. And you'll never do it. But if you hear what God is saying in your life this morning. If you hear the call that you're precious in God's sight. And he loves you. And he's going to make a way for you. Whatever whatever situation you're in this morning. Whatever wilderness or dry place. Or whatever you're in this morning. I want to tell you that God is saying I'm going to make a way for you. I want to show you a new thing in your life this morning a new thing in your life this morning. I want you to see it because no matter where you are I can take you out of it you see I think we spoke one, one, one week here on the book of uh, of Amos uh, was it Amos we spoke in one m- and it, it, it tells us that no matter if you're in the valley of Acre that always God says in the valley of Acre I'm going to make a door of hope you might find this morning I feel that this is This isn't the way I wanted to go this morning But I feel the Spirit is just saying this this morning I believe that there is even one person here this morning Who's in a place of trouble A place of ache or a place where they don't know how they're going to get out of it I want to tell this morning God is saying to you There is a door of hope this morning Because I've put a call on your life I love you, you're precious And I'm going to take you out of the place you're in And bring you into a bigger place Into a wider place Into a place which is according to my will Amen Isn't God good? And so here's these 12 disciples, I'm going to just finish now, here's these 12 disciples, they're up a mountaintop, they're being called into a a, a work that they have no idea what it's going to entail, or how it's going to end up, but they know that this call in their life is real. And they're going to go f- forward. And then it says, and I'm just going to finish with, we're reading Mark chapter 6. verse. It's verse 6 it is actually. And he was amazed at the lack of faith. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village, calling the 12 to him. He sent them out two by two and gave them authority over all the things he said he was going to give them authority over. And they went out and they preached. And the, the, then they went out and preached that people would repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. That's kingdom authority. That was the call that God put in their life, and that's no matter. And no matter what any call that God's put in your life, it always comes back to this: that you're being used in building His kingdom, and reversing the effects of the curse in people's lives. You might not, you might not know Jesus as your saviour this morning. You might have been listening to this; and it might be foreign to you. you. Might say, "What's this guy talking about?" You know but it sounds good, it sounds exciting I would like to be part of that I would love to get to know this Jesus who puts a call on your life I would love to know this Jesus is, is my saviour I would love to know him you might know Jesus as your saviour this morning but it might not be your Lord you might just have Jesus as a fire insurance to keep you out of hell and put you into heaven but I want to tell you this this morning God is calling you to not only accept him as your saviour but to accept him as your Lord And to come into that place of of submission and say, God, I want to come this morning and really, I want to surrender my life. It might be for the first time. But I want to surrender my life completely to you, to hear your call and to do your will. And I want to tell you, God will take you on this amazing adventure with him. Because he wants to use you in order to reach your families, in order to reach your communities, in order to reach your nation. And who knows, God might have a call on someone this morning to take the message to the nations. That's how big the call of God could be in someone's life. You could be sitting here just now saying, Oh God, what is your call like?" And in two years' time, you could be ministering in Outer Mongolia. God, I don't want that call, you might say. But that's, that's, how, that's how God works. He could, he, you've got to be available to work the works of God. And he wants to work that work in your life. So this morning I'm just going to ask you, if you feel that God has put a call in your life, I want to tell you, he's going to equip you to bring that call to fruition. I want to tell you this morning, if you feel you've never surrendered to Jesus as Saviour, this would be a wonderful morning to do it. That this could be your birthday today, your, your spiritual birthday today. Just as mine was in 1954, this could be yours. On the 27th of January 2013, this could be the day that you could write in your diary, this is the day that I came into the kingdom of God. Or it might be that you have him as your saviour, but you've never acknowledged him as Lord. You want to keep your life under your control, not under his control. What do Christians do that? Oh God, I want to, uh, If I do this, is going to go out of my control? And it's going to come into your control. I think God is asking us this morning to surrender our lives into His control, in order that He can do exploits through us. And I believe this morning there's words that have been given in your lives that have not in, that have not come to fulfilment. I believe that God is saying that. These words will come to be, will, these words will come to pass, and these words will be fulfilled. If I have spoken them, if you've had a word from God, and it is from God, God will fulfill that word in your life, in his time, in his way, and when he does it, your life will never ever be the same again. I would pray this morning that this, these simple words are life-changing for some in this room this morning that they go forward and the plans and purposes and destiny of God. Father, I just come in the name of Jesus. I just thank you for your wonderful love and your wonderful uh, mercy and grace that you have poured out upon us. That not only do you want us to come into your kingdom, but you want to use us in this day in this generation to carry out your will and your purposes. God, do you know every heart that is by before you now. And I'd ask you, O oh God, that whatever word has been spoken in the power of your spirit this morning, that it has reached their heart, that they would answer that call this morning. Wanting just to trust you, not knowing how it's going to end up, but just to trust you. That when you call, you equip and you take. So Father, just come at every every believer here this morning if there's anyone here this morning who are still not in Christ, who don't know Jesus as their Saviour, I pray that today, this might be the day that they knew before you, kneel before the cross and say, Jesus, I will trust you, trust you with my soul, guilty, lost and helpless, but you can make me whole. In Jesus' worthy name. Amen.